Well, welcome and thank you for joining another Obstruction to Justice broadcast (laughs) where we discuss general information about relevant topics of the day, highlighting politics, economics, communities, and businesses. And today we're joined by Dr. Gina Ross, former congressional candidate for the U.S. House, Missouri District 6. Welcome, Dr. Ross. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hi. I'm glad that you took took time to (laughs) come and chat with us a little bit. You know, I know you're a busy lady and you have a lot going on and we're definitely in support and very proud of you. Just want you to know that. (laughs) To God be the glory. Uh, You know, isn't it about him? Most certainly. Dr. Ross, Dr. Gina, look, now give us a little bit of background about who you are uh, and then what brought you to run for a political office. Hmm? (laughs) Well, Gina Ross from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm a native of Minneapolis. And um, I moved to Missouri in 2008. And um, This is when my journey here began. I raised my children. I have three grown adult children now. They all graduated from Platte County High School. Shout out uh, to Platte County, huh? Platte County High, yeah. Home of the Pirates. (laughs) And so uh, I'm an associate professor at Kansas City, Kansas Community College and adjunct with Baker University. Um, Had some classes and certification with Asbury Theological Seminary and church planting and revitalization. And I also am uh, starting a new venture of uh, consulting churches and ministry. Okay. Well, that's what it's all about. I tell you, you know, the thing about business, you you have, uh, you have a nonprofit business, business, you know, political organization business and all of that but then you have God's business <laughs> to me that that's what's up you know because really all of the challenges and all of overcoming challenges and the ideas and and how to uh, do good business I, you know I think it's in the good book I think it's in his his Bible his good book so you know right there that's a book book of success in in itself you know, if you take care of God's business, he'll take care of yours. He'll take care of yours. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, that consulting part of it, I, I think that that's going to be, you know, that's going to be right up your alley in that. Cause I, I've heard, and when I was watching your candidacy when you were running for the congressional seat, uh, it, you weren't no holds barred. You weren't shy about sharing uh, your beliefs and, and what you went through. Now, when did you, now that was last year. So, right. Just so everyone knows when uh, that seat that came up for election last year, right? Yes. Okay. And the primary in um, August. And mind you, I was sick. Well, this time last year, just to rewind back, uh-huh, uh-huh. this time last year, okay, in February, I went to file to run for Congress. And then I started going to meet and greet. 
And somewhere about um, March 11th or so, um, I was going to a lot of meet and greets mm-hmm. and someone spit and got into my eye. You know how you're talking to people and we didn't have this mask mandate. Right, right. You know, COVID was just brand new. And it's like by the 11th or so, I had this big old bump on my eye. It was just all nasty, red on the inside. I went to the eye doctor on the 16th. And I thought I might have had a sty or something. The eye doctor said it wasn't a sty. He didn't know what it was. Well, that they gave me some eye drops and just told me come back in a few days. Well, that whole week, I just started feeling really weird and strange. Wasn't sure if it was my allergies or cold. Because mm-hmm. you know, I have allergies. I have asthma. Wasn't sure what was going on. But then that second week, which would be this week right now, last year, I started getting worse. <laughs> and that Thursday last year this time so which would be tomorrow I had called the clinic and I said you know I'm feeling really bad and I don't know what's going on with me the doctor said oh well you probably just have a virus or something and I said well can I get tested and he was like well you probably don't need to just rest and then he said have you been around people and I said well I've been I'm running for congress and I've been on the campaign trail and he said we'll call you back in like an hour to have an appointment set up for you Uh so I, I got enough strength to go drive out to Shoal Creek to get that test. But I really didn't feel good then. I really didn't have any energy. I just pushed myself to go. And so once I came back, you know, back in my room in my bed, just laying down that Saturday, I just had gotten really worse. I mean, it was like, I just was going downhill just really, really, really quick. I felt like a goldfish in a Ziploc baggie with no water, no air, Mm. you know, and just gasping for air, Um, fevers, everything. And so I called the hospital. I said, can I come get a breathing treatment? I said, because I'm really having problems breathing. And um, they were like, okay, um, do you need an ambulance? I said, no, by the time the ambulance will come, I might not (laughs) make it. And Mm -hmm. so um, my daughter was here, but we had been apart from each other because she had just came in from Louisiana. But she um, drove me to the hospital. And I guess I was taking too long to get to the hospital. They called back to make sure that I didn't expire. And I said, no, I'm on my way. I've just, I'm really having problems walking. So fast forward, my daughter usually drives like 40 miles per hour. She drove about 80, you know, and she had to just drop me at the door. And I just staggered in, fell in a wheelchair. They took me back. My name popped up positive with my test results from Thursday, placed me on oxygen. And the first thing they ask is if you stop breathing, do you want us to resuscitate you? So that was my bout with COVID when I was hospitalized that first time for four days. Um, So um, in April, I still had COVID. I had been released from the hospital, but I went to go get tested again and my test was positive and I was back sick with uh, bronchitis and COVID in the hospital. But I didn't have a lot of strength at all. I mean, it was just horrible. But when I did have a little strength and medicine kicked in, I would just make a little video here and there just to talk to people Mm -hmm. because I was still campaigning. You know, some people wanted me to quit. Well, you don't need to uh, run. Are you quitting? No, because you're telling me to quit. I'm really not going to. And I had faith over fear anyways. Mm -hmm. God, he kept me. He kept me to keep me. And so I ran (laughs) that primary sick by myself, made my own website and I won. And that was a shocker. And I raised less than a thousand dollars. I only had 88 cents in my Congress checking account. When people kept trying to say it's all about the money, it's all about the money. Oh, well, you don't have no money. You might as well. Well, when God's on your side, you don't need all that money. Come so on. I won the primary with 88 cents <laughs> in my account. In that the Congress tenacity, account. The tenacity of 
overcoming. Now, you know, we, we know where that strength comes from. You know, you're, you're a believer. I'm a believer. We know where that true strength comes from, but that tenacity and then the keeping, the keeping power of who God is. Now I'm just going to say, you know, because here you had actually contracted COVID and was sick to the point of feeling as though you were going to expire. That's huge, you know, and then yet pressing on and persevering in your heart, knowing, hey, we're not going to give up on this thing and running a campaign from from a hospital bed, a COVID hospital bed, sister girl. Yes. And I was literally sick. But and but the thing that really kept me, too, is because I was by myself in the hospital, no visitors, no nothing, you know, so it, it. I would just, I was praying. I had some blessed oil. I asked the nurse to get my purse so I could know it myself. And I was watching clips from my church, you know, church service and just a lot of praise and worship. And that's where I got my strength from, you know, and I wasn't in pain, but I mean, I was in pain, but I didn't let my pain and fear take over me. So I just pushed through because I'm a conqueror no matter what. I'm, I'm going to conquer. I believe in Romans 8, 37 and 8. What is it? Nay and all these things. We are more than conquerors. So nothing's going to, yeah, more than conquerors. Right. Nothing's going to persuade me or stop me. from. I was like, I'm, I shall not die, but live to declare the works of the Lord. That's what I was telling myself in the hospital. You know, some people are like, she's in the hospital. She's sick and she's making videos. That's so my mom and my family, my children can know what's going on with me. And so everybody knows how to pray right. for me. See, I now, had intercessors. Know, <laughs> there you go. Because being having COVID, uh, Shawan Owen says, hello, friend. <laughs> and amen. Thank you, Shawan, <laughs> for joining. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. The thing about having COVID, it, it, that especially at that time, there there weren't any visiting opportunities, right? So what? that's that's some wisdom. And you know, people think that yes, there are private moments in life, and that could have been, uh, probably should have been a private moment. But when we're talking about the only way to communicate mm-hmm. outside to let the family know, oh, that that's very scary. I wasn't going to try to hide. I wasn't going to hide nothing because I wanted everyone to know when I come out, you know, God did that. Oh, come on. If he did it for me, he can do it for you too or for your loved ones. Yes. And, you know, I think that too, that also proved the point that there's no, if God will give you the strength, he'll give others the strength, not just to, uh, Perse- not just to overcome sickness, but to persevere with a thought and a process. You know, when we do anything, businesses and uh, anything that you do, it's not going to be an easy effort, right? Because if it were easy, then people say everyone would do it. And that's true. But sometimes well, we can make things look easy for people. You know, they, they can see how I go through something. Oh, that ain't nothing. She ain't going through. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know my story. Uh, and just because on. I don't look and show it, I don't look like what I've been through, but you're not going to see me sweat either. <laughs> yeah, I understand that too. So, you know, just kind of a, a little plug for business owners, consultants, uh, you know, the, the thing that I wrote an article a couple of years ago where I was sharing, it's like, look, hire a consultant, do that. Uh, you know, people think that they can just pick up and do in a specialty area or an area of where they th- think that they can just pick up and do. Well, that's what consultants are for. That's really what 
consultants do. They do what they do in a special way. So they do a focus on whatever the whatever it is that they do well, right? And then they offer the services. Well, then people want to balk at, well, I can, I'm hiring a consultant. I'm throwing all this money away. Well, I don't think so. Uh, you're not throwing money away because if it were that simple, if it were that easy to do, to acquire the skills, to acquire the knowledge, to overcome the obstacles, just as what we've heard here, then, then you'd be able to do it. Right. So I always say, you know, I'm a campaigner. Hire, hire a consultant. You're saying that you're going in to uh, you have a consulting uh, effort or a consulting uh, team or group that you're forming or what you're doing as a consultant. Yeah, do that. And, you know, that's ASB and C training and consulting. You know, we work on projects and and the, the point is people may try to make or think that, um, well, it's easy to do. No, right. it's not easy. You know, we make it look easy because we've right. been through the fire. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> we know what to do because we've overcome and things of that nature. Okay. So you uh, ran the campaign. This is so exciting. You ran the campaign from your hospital bed. You you continued to have that media uh, open to where you know people were aware of your progress. They would know how to pray. Uh, your family would know how well you're doing. Um, so when you did come out of the hospital and you got to feeling better, what what was the pro progress or the process at that point? Well, okay, so I finally got my two negatives in May. So it took from March until May to get my yeah. negatives. So I was still weak, like in May, but in June, I gradually started uh, going out a little bit to meet meet and greet, just a, a tiny bit, you know. Uh -huh. um, I wouldn't overstay my time anywhere, but I wanted to show people, if you invite me, I at least will press and come and greet you and talk to you and get to know the people, uh -huh. which I really enjoyed. <laughs> I, I met some wonderful people on the campaign trail, some I still keep up with now, and District 6, is a big district. Now, District you know. 6, that's Platte County area? Platte County, that's Clay County. I mean, it's 36 counties. So okay. I was all the way up in Bowling Green. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah. just, just an FYI, this is in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area. So for those of us who, uh, for those who are watching outside, we have, you know, people that listen to podcasts and everything. That's in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area. And it's a big district north of Kansas City, Missouri. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, little small towns, Lynn County, um, Clark, was it Kirksville? I mean, so just all over Hannibal. Um, but I, I had a wonderful time. And so even when I, um, after the primary and I went on to, for the, the general election, um, I still went on to a couple places and just had a wonderful time with people. And I think they really gravitated towards me, the ones that came out and, and showed their support. And I thank everyone that supported me um, for my yard signs and everything else, because um, nothing wouldn't be possible without them, with their financial support. I mean, I won't say nothing, but you know what I mean. But still, it's about its community. And, you know, them. now just to know, guys, this community that's north of the greater Kansas City, Missouri area, it is... Uh, predominantly European American. 91%. Okay. 4% black. See, you know, 
so a predominantly European American, and we, we have great Americans everywhere. Okay. And they're even still, they were not uh, discriminatory or racist in, in any form because she, she won. You won the primary in that. There were some votes there. There was support there. Um, and in that, um, be encouraged, I, I would say, not to uh, allow for, you know, those that are put on the, the platform or pedestal because they're hate mongers or angry people or racist or discriminatory uh, type of uh, personality people. Look, everybody's not like that in America. You know? I received a few little monkeys and stuff like that mm -hmm. on um, Instagram, but I shut that down real quick. I told them I'm not that one. So okay. Okay. And so you're going to get ugly anyway, anywhere. People, ugly right. people, haters are going to hate because that's right. what they do. Right. Okay? Right. But it's like, uh, if you don't like it, you know, you can keep it to yourself because you, you're not going to change my character because sometimes people mess with you to try to change your character. Right. What you see with me Good is what you point. get. And that's what I tell people. Good what you see point. is what you get. Good point. So. You know, they're stereotypical. And I do want to say that um, they're, they're stereotypical ideals about how an African-American acts or African-American females. Well, let's get them riled up. You know, let's get them to, you know, get that neck moving and, and whatever, hand on the hip and all that. We're just trying to provoke to uh, a negative response. But um, one thing about, I know uh, as a successful, I consider myself to be successful. I'm saved. Okay. <laughs> and we are successful in him. Okay. Is that there's some self-control there, right? Yes. We don't have to respond to ugly. Um, as sometimes I do get, well, you're so articulate. You're so this and so, and I look <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, I you know, what what would 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 you expect, right? Right. So with that, uh, you know, kudos to just ignoring the silly. You know, we don't even yeah. respond, even uh, through the years. One of the tactics that we have for those um, who want to get people riled up or who want to spread hate and fear you know those organizations. It's not just the KKK anymore, but you know people. Uh, different undercover organizations and all of that, yeah. just different names, yeah. but we just ignore them. We don't support their rallies. We don't respond no. to any of that. We just ignore it because it's silly. It's ugly yeah. and silly. And I'm not trying yeah. to get myself riled up right. you know, about yeah. it. I think that uh, if you can shut it down when you just show that it's not effective. Right. There's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And I don't want to be a part of anyone's toxicity. Yes. Yes. There's lots of work to do. And Dr. Gina, you are doing it. So we're talking about a year since you've been hospitalized with the COVID. Okay. Yes. And had the COVID twice. Huh? Mm -hmm. That's what it sounds like to me. You had it, then went home, and then seemed like it crept up again and still overcame and persevered. So uh, in May and June, you were able to get out and and, uh, and share and meet, meet yeah. green a bit and, and let people know you were on the campaign trail. So yes. what happened at that point? Well, it was just from traveling um, here and there. They said I would be very careful because I still have some 
restricted lung disease, you know, a few little things that are left over post-COVID, but for the most part, I'm okay. Just every now and then my voice will leave and I have asthma. So, you know, just very careful, but just being out and uh, building relationships with people, talking to people about unity, where there's unity, there's strength, building a better tomorrow beginning today. You know, we don't all have to like the same things, agree on everything, you know, but we need to respect one another because we are the common denominator to make this a, a better place. Yeah. You know, and that that was my story. That, that was my platform. Basically, I just wanted to make sure that all people were taken care of. I don't want to get into your personals, you know, anything like that. I'm not interested in that. I just want the elected officials to do their job and represent the people that voted voted for you. Do your part. Lead, follow or get out the way. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. And, you know, one thing about race, I will say, you know, people were talk about the, there's segregation issues and toxic personalities and and all of that. I'm not going to support because they're of this race or that race. But, you know, we're all of one race. Believe it or not, we are of the human race. Well, I told someone on the trail because I was told some places I couldn't be, go because of the color of my skin. And I'm like, please don't judge me by the color of my skin because my great, great grandfather was a white slave owner. I said, so we could be related. I could be your cousin. I just got a little brown on me because my father was dark skinned, you know, and then they kind of laugh. It kind of just breaks the ice, but I'm telling the truth. I said, when it comes down to it, we all need oxygen to breathe, eyes to see, ears to hear, you know, legs to walk. (laughs) We use the bathroom the same way, you know, you got to go. So it's like, you need blood running warm through your veins or otherwise you wouldn't be alive. So what's the big deal? It's like, stop all this tripping and let's just get together and let's just take care of, make sure that everyone has health care, education, the agriculture, you know, the stuff for the farmers and just the needs that we need affordable housing, um, you know, just a slew full of things, but, and there's a way to work it together. I I just was sick of people, um, you know, not people, but the parties, right? both of them, when I was running, because it's like, you are sitting here, you're bickering at one another. You're on a power struggle. You're on your own agenda. Mm-hmm. You're not helping us. Mm-hmm. You know, even for myself, um, I was told from someone within the party that if I didn't hide my church videos, I wasn't going to get any donations from the major donors. And I said, because I'm, I'm saying true, then don't give. Because I'm not hiding my videos. I'm not hiding who I am. I am a born again believer. I am sanctified. I I attend a Pentecostal church of God in Christ. And that's all there is to it. And I was told, well, um, your opponent might make fun of you guys jumping around and shouting. Well, let him go ahead. That's on him. That's on him. That way. And, you know, they would embarrass themselves, right? I believe they would embarrass themselves in that way. (laughs) You know, if someone is that (laughs) sincere about their God and the way that they worship. Uh, yes, it is private, but you know, we are public as well in that we go everywhere and we declare the name of the Lord and not ashamed. God of Jesus Christ. God's been good ashamed. to me. I'm still alive because of him. So why would I hide why? anything? Why would I hide his goodness, mercy, and grace towards me because of what someone else doesn't believe? If y'all can believe whatever you want and and try to throw it all out there, then you're going to accept who I am in my religion. I'm not trying to shove it down your throat, but this is who I am. So respect that. Let's do it. Let's respect Respect that. Now you were, you were saying, you know, the candidacy, yes, uh, the different candidate or 
parties. You have your the big bigger parties, the large two large ones, right? The uh, Republican and Democratic uh, Party, and you know my my con- take on all of that, Republican or Democrat, was well, do you want it in the head? Or do you want it in the gut? <laughs> you want to get head punched or you want to get gut punched? But it's going to come one way or another, you know, because of the idealism to where it just seemed as though the candidates and were and the parties were just all about the power struggle. Yeah, it, it was a power struggle. It wasn't about us at all. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about we the people. Mm-hmm. It was about them, their power, their title, their mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. They, we didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> So you, on that campaign trail, you received votes uh, for and, and won the primary uh, and support, monetary support. And, yeah. you know, even without all of the big dollars, right, you were still successful. I, I was satisfied. I, yeah. I didn't need a whole lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I needed was the main thing to help me get the signs and help get the word out. Right, and most right. of the time I use social media. Let me tell you, I didn't do no phone banking. I didn't call. I didn't text. I didn't do any of that. I didn't do no mailings because I didn't have money to pay for all that. And if we were in a pandemic, so I didn't want to bother anybody about, Mm -hmm. you know, pestering people. Like I felt like I was being pestered when my phone kept jumping with these texts to go donate and give. And when I kept Mm -hmm. getting texts, I will reply back and say, are you going to give to to my campaign? (laughs) I did do that. I would text them my link. (laughs) Uh, that, uh, you know, and it's about letting people know, too, the sales you part. you asking me, I'm asking you. Look, this, I, this is your cause. Well, this is mine. Maybe you're interested in my cause. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I must have had God's favor because my opponents, they raised, like, lots of money. Mm-hmm. I didn't have lots of money. All I had was me and God and my truthfulness. I just, I stay true mm-hmm. and people can see my sincerity because I really want change and I still want change, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't win the general election because like my area is mostly uh, red. I ran as a Democrat and, um, but my values are not all that, all of that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like someone, whatever is best for the people. That's totally yes. what I'm for. Yes. But um, I had over a little over, 30% or 31% of the vote. So to be broke, as some would say, like I read this news article and said that she raised less than 10,000. Well, did you know that I almost died in the hospital? So I think I did pretty good. <laughs> yes, you definitely And for did. my first time. And when people talk, it's like, oh, she, this, but what are you doing? Uh-huh. At least I'm bold and brave enough. You can call me the modern day Esther. Because I'm going to open my mouth. I'm going to cry loud. I'm spare not. I'm going to tell whatever needs to be told. People need to hear the truth. And the truth will make you free. It'll set you free if you want to be. If you want to be. And being that voice, too, I think that there has to there should be balance. I do. I believe there should be balance, you know, with all of the noise and the negativity and the fight and the power struggles. You know, there should be someone to say, hey, well, what about the people? So I need a referee. You, you, you <laughs> were that you were that candidate and went in <laughs> and did that for for the people and won won the the primary right and uh, did your part and went on. Uh, now the uh, the end of the story when we're talking about well okay so you went through won the primary well what happened after that after the primary it was all working towards the. Uh, the general election. But let me remind back 
with um, after I won the primary, uh-huh. my opponents, I wanted us to work together as a team. So as much as I could, I would have my opponents. We'd be together. Uh-huh. Um, Charles West, uh, Henry, he would participate a little bit. Um, Donald Sartain got him to take a picture. So I wanted people to see, even though we are opponents against each other, uh-huh. that we still were working together because we had a common cause. So again, where there's unity, there's strength. So even like when I was out at um, another location three, three hours away, Charlie West, he came and he was there with me. You know, when I went uh, to St. Joe, Henry, he came out. So it wasn't like it was just me anymore. I had my so-called opponents, but we became a team. So if we could work together and we, you know, glean off each other, iron sharpens iron, yeah. we felt like we could do this. So yeah. we tried to, to, to build a team. Teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork does make that dream work, doesn't it? And that's kind of what this particular uh, administration has done as as well, right? So you have President Biden, and then uh, he invited uh, Carmelita Harris, the vice president, to come to be vice president, right? Mm -hmm. Who was on the same uh, Democratic Party and, and then come in and come together and and be a part of the team. Shawan says, motivation, you ladies are awesome. And thank you, Sister Shawan, we appreciate that. And God is awesome. And thank you for the compliment. (laughs) Yes, thank you for the compliment. And yes, this lady is, she's doing a great work. Uh, It going on it. And when you're, when you're, for the young person that um, maybe there's a young person out there that's saying, okay, well, I, I want to do something. I like, I like politics or I'm interested in politics. Uh, how would you direct a young person to come along and participate and do and, and walk out their dream or goal of maybe being involved in, in the, in politics? If it's something you want to do, just get right in it. Um, um, Google names and see who you can help and volunteer and you can learn that way. I teach American government too. So like um, some of my students, they're, um, they're just amazing. They, they crack me up. They never want to leave when classes over. But, you know, I have libertarians. I have Republicans. I have all different parties in my class. And just to see how they all interact with one another. Is, and I, I tell them you're free to have your opinion. But so for a young person, if you want to get involved, get involved. Chase your group. Chase, chase your dreams. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Just chase your dreams. Chase go your for dreams. It. Go for it. Party who you want to who you want to work with, who has values that you believe in, and you know, and and just ask. Can you take an internship? Uh, mm-hmm. Anything of that nature. That volunteering is. Uh, it's more in this society of what's in it for me um, type of attitude. It, volunteerism isn't all that popular to say, you know, well, I, I have to, you know, but it, it volunteers still work. And if you really want to do it, work. And then the payment comes from what we talked about, the knowledge base, growing and being around the information and making uh, connections and networking with the people. That's the payoff in it. You can't, uh, you, it, it's a it's a way to where you're not spending a whole lot of money on an education or a piece of piece of paper, a degree, college degree that uh, you come out and you're still wondering, well, what's going on? There's theory of education, which we teach and yourself. But then there's practicum getting out there and beating the pavement huh? Yeah. Yeah. and making it happen. 
Yeah, that's that volunteer and get around people that are like minded and doing what it is you're wanting to do. That that's good. That's good advice on that. So well, I had like a student from Mizzou. Mm-hmm. He just um, made my uh, logo for me just as a volunteer. He sent it, asked it, I like it. I'm like, uh, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he did some other stuff for me. And that's how he got involved. And he's a, um, a student in political science at uh, Mizzou. His name is Dylan. <laughs> really awesome. Shout out you to know? Dylan. Yep, shout out Good. To Thank Britain. you, Dylan. So, yeah. Um, it's like, just say, I want to help. You see someone you want to work with. I'm interested, you know, mm-hmm. how can I help? How can I be a part? Mm-hmm. And those, those that are looking skills. for money, if yeah. they have those that want money, if you can raise money to raise your own salary, then, hey, if you're motivated like that as a salesperson and you're good at what you do, go for it and raise your own salary being a campaign manager. Sure. Wow. That right there is uh, is a thought, you know, getting out there that that's a sales skill, campaigning. Uh, being a campaign, grassroots, organizing. There you go. Skills that you can't really learn in a classroom, but getting out there and making it happen is yep. what's up. That's what's going on there. The um, so you you were on the campaign trail. You were able to network and bring in those other candidates, and you worked as a team. They supported you in your effort to run and to win the seat. Mm-hmm. And what happened from there? What's going on? What happened? After the election, then, you know, that was it. I kind of thought I was done. I'm like, well, I can breathe. Glad it's over. (laughs) You know, but because people were like, well, you didn't win. When someone like, well, you still win. I felt like I won anyways, because my win doesn't have to look like somebody else's win. You know, the only way you fail is by not trying. So, you know, I tried. So That's I won. Right. Good. <laughs> I made it to the end and I and I survived, you know. Yes. You can't win it if you ain't in it. Now that's exactly. not proper English, exactly. but that's what I say. You can't win it if you ain't in it. You, you, you have know. to get in. <laughs> you have and to get so, in there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now it's like um I'm on to my next venture. Um speaking of next ventures. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't going to. I thought I was done. I'm like, oh no, I'm done with all this stuff just because of you know all the craziness that was going on mm-hmm. during the election. But I'm like, you know what? Someone still needs to try to bring people together, mm-hmm. you know, for reconciliation, reformation, uh, government reform. Stop this party fighting at each other. You know, we need forgiveness. And, you know, people might be like, we don't want to hear all that. They did wrong. They Well, you did wrong too. Two wrongs don't make a right. So let's just get together, like the cake mix, mix the ingredients, and let's see how we can move forward and build that better tomorrow, beginning today. So I'm going to run for U.S. Senate 2022. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations on that decision. Thank you. Definitely. It's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so if, I go, if I go backwards, I'm just going forward. I only have one life to live and I'm living with no regrets. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, let me sh- just show our, the website here. Right. So here you go. This is the website. I just put it together yesterday, so I still got to add some more stuff and get my donate button actually working. But this is what I I put together my own website until I can do better. 
<laughs> well, I think that it looks great and it will, does uh, give uh, information here. So you have your home tab, of course, uh, you have your about tab and you want to learn more about the, the candidate uh, for the U.S. Senate. Hmm? And if you want to volunteer, but you have to be a person of uh, honesty and integrity because character counts. I don't want no one that's messy and have a whole nother agenda. I, I'm for peace. And then you do go behind my back and trying to do dirt and all this stuff. Cause see, I have to live after the election is over with. So I don't like none of that stuff and I don't need it. <laughs> so if you're not that type of person that is true and honest and don't have a heart to serve, then leave me alone in advance. All right. <laughs> that's my okay. <laughs> okay. Well, now, and, and that's, that's a good disclaimer, you know, so people can't say, well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. So <laughs> I told you so you, right here. <laughs> you mentioned it. You, t you said it loud and clear there. Now, what, when, when you're running on your, so when you were running before it was about, uh, of course the causes for, uh, everyday Americans to have someone to speak for them and the concerns that Americans have, uh, including health care. So what is uh, what is it that you're wanting to um, to speak for in this U.S. Senate race? It, it's still the same, mm -hmm. it's still the same causes, but we, we need some uh, government reform and some reconciliation. We need good leadership. That's what we need right now. We need leadership with integrity. Uh, we need people to work together and stop fighting one another and represent the people that elected you. Even if they didn't elect you, you need to be able to represent all parties, all, all people. Mm -hmm. Leave nobody left behind. And, and what, what's for our livelihood so people can thrive instead of just surviving or living paycheck to paycheck or, you know, picking prescriptions over their mortgage or whatever the case may be. We just should all be able to be taken care of because we are United States citizens and we all pay taxes. And it shouldn't have took this long for people to get stimulus checks. Well, you know, that, that stimulus check, I, I don't know as far as categories and what they're looking to do for people to get the stimulus check out there, but I know that it hit pretty quick for some, uh, but I but hear in the you. beginning, people were really complaining, like people were losing their jobs and small businesses mm -hmm. were being closed yes, down. That was I really see. bad. That, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm, I you see. know, that, that mm -hmm. right there, mm -hmm. not so much about just getting the money, but people needed help and that help was not there. So that lack of help and that loophole and the help made people struggle more than they probably would have if they would have had just a little bit of assistance or something, you know, some little cushion to help mm -hmm. people not to just fall out and, and just yeah. lose. Well, I think yeah. even economically speaking too, and I might have made mention of this before on one of the other broadcasts that, um, you know, you had the small businesses that needed the funding, the loans, but then you were hearing reports about huge mega corporations uh, getting loans and funding during the COVID. Uh, so the business loans as well. Uh, so the small business guy, they it was like no money left because it was distributed right. to the big, huge companies. So, you know, and I, I think that even during that time, some of us went out and applied and were, were denied 
uh, for whatever reason. Uh, but still, and then you get an email, hey, you you qualify or, you know, to let's apply for this other uh, business loan that's coming up. And I'm like, what what's going on here? You know, doesn't really seem like what what are the what are what's the real criterion for applying for the loans and being successful at, at receiving the loans? That that was always a big deal. What's the real criteria and how do you do it? Which you apply through this organization or that one and you would make this phone call and that. It was like a big revolving uh, circle. And then a lot of uh, the money was sent to uh, organizations that already had grip and, you know, their hands on it. And it's like you had to jump through the hoops with them. Maybe you didn't have to jump through the hoops with the uh, the uh, SBA. Well, you have to jump through hoops and and everything. Don't get me wrong. You know, free money. No one wants to uh, just throw away the money. People should be responsible for it since it is considered a loan. But it was a big, big ordeal to where I just said, just forget it. Never never mind. (laughs) But it shouldn't be like that. It should have been easily accessible for all people, for all businesses, no matter if it was a new business, small business, uh, medium business, you know, they should have been taken care of first and foremost, I believe. But it it should have been enough for everyone to go around. uh, You get your financial team, allocate and budget and make it work. Mm -hmm. For sure. Now, uh, so environmental equality, health care. Now, if People still now you're if you want to send in your email, it looks like your subscribe form is there where you can send in an email to submit um, requests. So if you send your email over there, uh, definitely the Ross for Senate for U.S. Senate team will get back with you and get you contact you and get you going. That's what it looks like to me for now. But uh... (laughs) But I will respond. Yeah, I do respond. I I bet, you know, that's we don't despise small beginnings. And I think that that's something that uh, all of us, no matter where you are within business or endeavor, whether it's a new endeavor, whether it's one that you have uh, worked with and continue to work with, you've been working with it for years. uh, There's ebb and flow in life and everything. Uh, in in business, so uh, just to, just to let you know, guys, don't be discouraged, right? If mm-hmm. you're starting out small, or if you were uh, you small, then you got real big and good looking, and then all of a sudden it fell, you know, and now you're small again, and you're having to grow. Just be patient. It is mm-hmm. a part of life, and uh, doesn't doesn't see we don't put who we are. I don't put my identity on uh, how much money I make. I don't do that because uh, money, you know, didn't make me <laughs> and money won't be able to break me. Right. No, so we want to put our identity and who we are as human beings as uh, of course, definitely the Christian uh, being a Christian uh, business uh, person, you know, a uh, believer. So that's what we Let put our trust shine. in. Let, Let it shine. shine. <laughs> be a beacon sure. light. Because <laughs> you can sure. help and motivate someone else and always try to smile at somebody because mm-hmm. you never know what they're going through. And that smile, that warm, kind hello or whatever can make somebody's day. You just never know. So it's kind to be kind. <laughs> it is kind. It's a good thing. And it is kind to be kind. Yeah, most definitely. Now, I do want to show uh, if you want to contact Dr. Ross, um, 
She does have a Twitter page that um, you can check out as well and check out uh, what's going on on her Twitter feed there. So let me share that. I think this is just the neatest, the cutest. Well, that's picture. my Facebook. Oh, is this the face? Well, it says. Uh, Unless they connected some kind of way. And may, they may have. Here's maybe. Oh, maybe it feed. is my Twitter. Yeah, this is the Twitter I'm seeing. A little tweet bird there. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Little tweet bird. And yes, I see your picture there. And if you'd like to follow her, definitely go out there and follow. And of course, you made mention that you ran your campaign uh, through a, a social media, that social media played a big, big part in your success in that. It really did. Mm -hmm. I used um, TikTok even with my daughter. <laughs> we TikToked <laughs> mm -hmm. for the young people, you know, mm -hmm. you got to try to meet all ages. Oh, and um, by the end of this week or maybe next week, I'm not the best singer in the world. I don't even claim to be a singer, but I am coming out with my own She's pandemic. Saying. No, I know, especially <laughs> after COVID. It's like, uh, but I have my right. own pandemic album that's coming out from songs that I wrote during um, this time being quarantined and pandemic is called pandemic phrase. Corona didn't stop my worship. And oh so um, I wrote goodness. all these songs and um, it, it's getting fixed up for me. So it'll be on um, iTunes and whatever. I sound like a baby, just so you know, <laughs> a lot of off little notes because I, I lose my breath and I lose my voice, as I was saying at the beginning, but mm. it's the voice that I have left and I'm just grateful to be alive. So in everything, give thanks, you know, no matter what it looks like, no, you know, you might be struggling on something, but no matter what, just hold on and just hang in there, stay in the press and God will see you through. Or Most if you don't definitely. believe in him, whoever you believe in, but just hang in there and be encouraged. A delay yes. is not de a denial if you don't have everything that you want right now in this life. But just be grateful that you have breath in your body and you are above ground, above 16. Yes. Definitely, definitely good. Good words of support there. Good words of encouragement. Now, so uh, is that where these pictures are from? The, these images here? Yeah, in the studio. <laughs> in the studio. That is so and You're by cute. myself with a producer, though the person that, the engineer. But mm -hmm. I'm mean, just in there out of breath, killing his ears. But, <laughs> and, and, and I'm humorous too. I'm just very human. <laughs> I, yes. I have my own personality. I don't switch up for nobody. Sometimes people look like, you have a PhD and you act like that. This is my personality. I love people and I want to be who I am. My degree, my evangelist license doesn't make me. I am who I am. God made me who I am. That's right. I, I'm just, most of the time, I'm just a little happy person. And that's in my a good thing. Soul. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Be happy. Uh, you know, there's enough in life to, to uh, tear us down and there's enough uh, that's going on to discourage us. But, you know, uh, shout out and big prayers to the hard workers, those that were working at the grocery, uh, the groceries store there in Colorado, and they lost yeah. their lives. You know, first thing that I thought about was, oh, my goodness, people just going in to make a living, hmm. uh, doing the right thing and showing up and working with their own hands and 
then they met the fate of today. And we just want everyone to know that we are praying. I prayed and we're praying for you, uh, the families, uh, to be uh, comforted during this time. And, you know, as far as, you know, it's a big, I haven't talked with you about the subject, but, um, you know, now there's, there's always a big, big to do about gun control. Now, before you say anything about that, what your, uh, opinion is or where you go with that, where you lean, uh, guns don't kill people, people kill people. They use the gun. A gun is a tool. And I will say that uh, I think that as long there should be some type of, you know, checks and balances, you know, if we can do a more as far as bureaucracy and to help and not in a bad, it's not a bad word, right? But to help and to make sure that people are doing what they need to do in registering and knowing who has what. That's it. You know, I, I think that that is a, a good thing to do. And, you know, but as far as taking all of the guns out of, you know, denying the right to have a weapon. Second Amendment. Mm, I don't think that's fly. a good idea. You know, fly. yeah, <laughs> because truth of the matter is and and I don't know what um, I don't know what tomorrow will bring. Uh, but I know that we all should be prepared mainly to have our the right uh, relationship and our ourselves right and right standing with our creator. I believe that's most important. But if we have to take a stand here, a stand or uh, the ground against the true enemy of whoever tries to invade, not not just a. a not not against each other, right? Not in a stand your ground against each other. It's more, these are, we're Americans. We're here, you know. But for those that would come and try to invade the country, then then what will we do? We're just here. No one has a, has a weapon. And why do we call the police? But, you know, help. I need help. Bring a gun, right? right, right. So what do we do? It's, it's a lot. But what do you think about that, um, the gun control that everyone is now on the bandwagon again because of the horrific tragedy, uh, the evil situation that happened in Colorado. Yeah, um, the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment, but again, there should be background checks. Um, if they need to take longer, let them take longer. People that have mental health issues yes. or a history of it, they shouldn't be able to get a gun. Um, someone that has been to court for domestic violence and been a uh, threatening their significant other with a gun in the past or anything like that, they don't need one. But uh, there should be checks and balances, like you said. Um, You need that extensive background check, really. And um, all these people that have guns aren't just getting them on their own. Someone else is getting them and giving it to them. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you can ever stop it, but if you see someone with a gun, then, um, I mean, sometimes like what happens like that happens so quick, you just don't know. But that's why you need to have eyes and ears on the walls, on the mm-hmm. towers and, and mm-hmm. just watch as well as pray because you mm-hmm. never know. Mm-hmm. You never yeah, know, that, you can't take people's guns. I don't think you can. Um, you know, I wouldn't want that to be mandate and you know there's a lot there's a lot going on guys a lot going on and i will say uh candidate candidate dr gina 
that uh, you are definitely, uh, we do have the right person that's going to go and speak for the people. And we just really do uh, look for you to to do well and, and support, guys. Uh, uh, Kareem Jackson, hey, sis, here in Asia and watching it from the Philippines Islands. So, Hello. yeah, so he's there, Kareem Jackson, and we've had him on the broadcast. Uh, he's a dynamite entrepreneur, does uh, ebooks and uh, just a lot, uh, has a big voice for businesses uh, uh, and especially representation of African American businesses around the world. Uh, he says it's so much safer here. This is uh, Kareem Jackson. It's so much safer here, almost a zero crime rate, only bad police or simple cell phone thefts. So that's what he has to deal with in the Philippines. Uh, that's pretty darn good. Yeah. I have some students from New Zealand in my American government class. Mm -hmm. They totally think America is crazy. <laughs> when we have our discussions, they're just like, they can't believe it. They said in their country, whatever the prime minister says, that goes no ands or buts about it. You just do as is. You don't say, but this is my right. They said that would never work. So they're just amazed at how we are and they think we're nuts, but they play softball for the school. And so they're glad to be here and to learn about us. Sure. So we fight better in the country. That's a, that's a good point. Now, uh, Mr. Kareem Jackson there in the Philippines, he says, hey, they have all, they have, Little to no crime there, and here in New Zealand, uh, folks there think that that we're that we're crazy here because there's so much crime. It's it's not uh, America. We are the land of the free and the home of the brave. But oh, we're we in bondage. Have, yeah, we have a <laughs> lot of issues. We have a lot of issues to deal with, and you know it's good. I'm looking forward to your success with your political uh, endeavor to run and successfully uh, win the candidacy and do what you need to do uh, so that you can be a voice for the people. And we will definitely be, uh, definitely be praying and, and, and voting and donating and encouraging all of those things that need to happen. Uh, Brother uh, James Ambler Sr. He says a lot of guns are put back on the streets by police departments. That's what he, he feels about it. Well, you know, it could be. I, I remember back in the day, now we're on gun gun control here. Uh, there was a big campaign here in the greater Kansas City uh, area. Kansas City, Missouri Police Department was, they were collecting guns. They were collecting guns. They said, no questions asked. Just bring it, you know, just bring it to us. And that's an interesting thought. And that was what the police campaign was all about, collecting the gun. And uh, that they considered it successful. But, you know, here again, we're still dealing with um, people and not making the right decisions when it comes to guns. And everything, mental health issues, mental health issues that's huge, mm -hmm. and there's corruption on every side. Yeah, there is. There is. We do have to stay prayerful, and we will definitely well pray. That's what he says watch and pray. <laughs> yeah. So we're uh, we're we're just gonna you know do our best to to hang in there. We will. We will be victorious. But you know, I think that you're a very brave person. 
uh, a brave woman. Now, I did have a question as far as yes. the seat that you ran for the U.S. Uh, the Congress. Congress seat. Yes. Now, were you the first uh, minority person to run for that seat in that first area? female to run and win in this area. Mm -hmm. Okay. Historical yeah. moment. <laughs> that's the that's what I was thinking. Very historical, and even now, are we looking uh, as far as the Senate? What are we looking as far as the Senate? Is that going to be? You'll be the first female. Yes, I believe. Mm -hmm. so. First female, and uh, you know, so you know, hats off and shout outs to to you, kudos, and you know, so be encouraged, sisterhood, and then of course brotherhood. I know y'all be putting it down and. And getting uh, getting work done and be busy about it. But you can cast your vote with a donation. Cast your vote to volunteer some. Some you I think that come out on the trail with me. Come out and take some road trips with me if you like. Oh, any of you. road trips! <laughs> You're just I'm just getting excited. I'm like, oh yes. And, Sister um, Burton came with me on one. <laughs> oh, did she? Yeah. Okay. James Ambler says, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. thank, thank you, you. so much. Uh, yeah. So for sure, I think that um, we do need new, new, young, you know, I consider you a young person. Okay. You know, our president is, is on the senior side. And, uh, but uh, Carmelita uh, Harris, uh, Ms. Harris, Ms. Harris, she, uh, the vice president, she's a, a little younger. She's got some years to where she can uh, work it out. And I think that's what's going to be important too. We want to get to uh, those that can, if, if the Lord tarries, I always do say that. If, if the Whatever Lord tarries. Let's uh, let's make sure that we establish a good foundation for young people. And yes, to have a voice and to put a person in uh, in the political arena that will be a voice for you and a support for for the community. That's what's up. That's what's going on. So hats off to you. And we do appreciate you. And. <laughs> As you go along, if you will come back and share with us what it is that um, share with us how things are going, right? So I would love to have you back. And you know, if, you're, if there's any time you want to do a big chat or make another big announcement, oh yes, <laughs> please come by. Stop by and do that. Stop by and do that, and we'll look forward to it. All right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for joining. Uh, just uh, keep, keep, uh, if you share the link and share what's going on so that people can also hear this great announcement about this wonderful woman doing her, uh, sharing her gifts and what she does well. And that's speaking up for the rights of people and her, the consulting that she's going to be doing. Yeah share the uh, share the link spread the word and um, be encouraged about what you're doing hey it's not easy if it were easy everyone would be doing it but you have the strength huh we'll see you next time
Justice. 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 Justice.